We got to stand there. We got another great episode here for you with my guy, Michael D. Ratner, a.k.a. The Rat, a.k.a. Ratty. For people who don't know, this guy's an extremely talented, uh, young, up-and-coming director. Um, we talk about this new project that he's been doing uh, called The Fifth Quarter. It's actually the second season. I was in the first season, which was incredible. Um, really cool, really cool series, digital series um, with a lot of big names and athletes. And we're also joined by his brother, uh, who runs OBB Pictures with him, um, Scott Radner. So this is a good one. A couple of New York boys flourishing. And uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Cheers. Welcome to The Heavy Show. I am so fucking excited to have my boy, the young gunner, Michael D. Ratner in the house. Everybody, make some noise for my boy, Michael That's D. Good. Ratner. Thank That's you good. so much. There you little, go. little bing, bang, boom. Let me get one. Oh, you want to get one? Yeah, get it in. Wow, musically talented as well. Light touch. Light touch. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this show. Um, this is literally the second episode that we've recorded formally. we got a new home for it here at the Comedy Store, which is so much better than the other place we were. I won't mention it because I'm not trying to talk shit about anybody. Never trying to put anybody down. Eh, a little but, but a little, a little shade's thrown. I want to say thank you to our sponsors, Lifehouse Tonic and Elixirs, for supporting us and keeping us hydrated. Michael, you're more than welcome to have a drink if you want. Is this is how you. This is how you drop the name heavy. Exactly. Uh, this is how I lost weight. It actually look excellent. It actually is really good. It tastes like Gatorade. You know, I'm on a health kick right now. Yeah, exactly. You were telling me about that, four Michael. Di- four days running. The, the the great thing about Michael is is that he's probably one of the hardest working people that I know in the business. And he's also somebody who knows how to indulge, whether it's eating or you know having a good time. So I'm extremely excited to have him on the podcast, Mike. Um, Thanks for you, having you, me. You, you are fascinating to me. I worked with you one time on the Go90 Pro first season. Mm-hmm. Um, I had so much fun. I was amazed at how, uh, how the production itself and how fast you were moving and how many things you were able to get done in such a short period of time. Um, and I just really want to get into that, uh, which is, you know, how have you in literally three years seamlessly melded the sports and entertainment um, together and, and popped off so quick? Because I know that it's it's just been since you've came into the game in 2014, it's just been nonstop. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> we. uh we started off like I don't think my sensibilities necessarily were sports. I always liked sports, but I don't think I always thought I'd have to choose between getting into sports or making content. And then I was like, why not do the two together? But that was sort of forced by when I first got out here. I had a first look deal at Relativity. Yeah. And uh, the mandate there was to create sports content. You know. Um, so I started off. I did the ESPN Thirty for Thirty Gonzo at the Derby. Yeah. Uh, we did the Dwight Howard movie. Uh, oh. Sorry, I'm just going to bring this over. Just so you're oh, my bad, my bad. Um, we did the Dwight Howard movie for Epics. Uh, we had a film at Sundance called In Football We Trust. So it was a bunch of these small, not small, but like sports wins, right? Um, yeah. And then people start taking note of that stuff. And then all of a sudden you have an incoming call business where people are like, saw this, saw that. Uh, I think the 30 for 30 brand is just so big that that was a really, really big thing for us. Uh, also doing a piece on Hunter S. Thompson. He's just a badass. Um, yes, I remember so, that. That was incredible. So getting like that, those few wins on the board were definitely instrumental in setting us up in 
the sports entertainment space that you're referring to. Yes. Uh, and then I wanted to start moving into and diversifying the portfolio into other stuff like, you know, how can I go and really start doing comedy and then eventually animation and like there's animation in the 30 for 30. Yes. Um, and that's where Fifth Quarter came from, which is the Go90 show you're referring to. Uh, I was like, all right, I got this sports thing going. I think I've got credibility there. How can I start to slowly, you know, dial it towards doing things that I'm really, really passionate about, like comedy? And that's a scripted comedy. So, you know, it's for those that don't know, it's the greatest untold stories in sports. It's like drunk history meets um, 30 for 30. So all made up stories, real comedians, real actors uh, and then real athletes telling the craziest stories uh, possible, obviously. Yeah. And so you were great in it. I, I was in the first season. You played I had a my, witness to J.B. Smoove. I had, I had my little yeah. moment to shine, and unfortunately I wasn't able to be in the second one because I was in New York and yeah. you guys were filming in L.A. We had a spot for you. I know, I know. And uh, I'm actually really excited uh, to see it. And You're coming I'm at, to the premiere, right? I'm coming to the premiere Beautiful. on the 29th. Yeah. Love it. Um, and I just think that it's incredible how you've done it, you know, uh, getting your start in sports and then just naturally, because you're a really funny guy. Um, I know you on a personal level and you're fucking hilarious. We've had some nice. Yes, we've had some good times. Yeah. And uh, I just think it's seamless how you've been able to kind of meld it together. So. Yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, when Relativity, when I left Relativity, that was, that forced me to start my own thing and really kick into that entrepreneurial spirit earlier than I probably would have otherwise. How old are you? I'm 28 now. 28. And you got in when you were 20... Really started the company at like 25, 26. Mm -hmm. And I was just... I'm lucky and fortunate that I have, you know, my brother Scott. Um, of course. Scott co-founded the company with me. He was working as a corporate lawyer in New York. And by having Scott, who had sort of such a different background but the same ambitions as I, I think we were able to just be like, hey, why not now? Like, let's go for it. And... There's a little luck here in that Fuck yeah. I think making the decision to go into content, you're a crazy person. I remember I told my parents, they're like, do whatever you want, but like probably go to the best school you can get into because you might not end up being a director or producer, you know? And I was like, all right. And you went to UPenn, so I you went took to their U advice. So I took their advice there, and then I still had that itch. I just wanted to make stuff, so I went to NYU for grad film, yeah. which I think really revolutionized my ability to really make stuff. Yes. You know, I was doing stuff on YouTube forever or whatever, yeah. but like being able to really understand how to do stuff professionally, I didn't know what the hell a gaffer was, a grip. I didn't know what these things yeah, were, yeah, like yeah. how to make stuff. You go there and you learn how to make stuff. Um, and how to write and how to everything write, direct, yeah. produce. You know, there were days I was script supervisor. There was days and that, and I that was, was the Tish, um, Tish School of the Arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In New um, York, in New York. Uh, but you know, I think that having uh, sort of that background and having Scott, then at that point, like you know, fast forwarding a couple of years, mm -hmm. uh, a few years, uh, and just being able to say like look at what's going on right now. There was a time when there was five, six studios, and if you couldn't sell a project there, you were out, right? Yeah. Or there's X amount of broadcast networks. If you can't sell there, you're out. And they're only selling to well-known showrunners. So as like a 25-year-old producer, everybody's a producer, at yeah. NYU, how are you going to go and get stuff made? And I went and I looked and I said, in one year, right, I've been able to go in and I had a film at Tribeca. I had a bunch of different stuff. I said, this is a revolution. This is a, a, the Wild West, what the hell is OTT? You know, what are these digital blurred lines, digital and TV? And I when I said, 
everybody can go and make stuff right now. If you have, if you have a good idea, there's a home for it. Yeah. So all these tech companies were turning into entertainment companies, whether that was Red Bull. Red Bull. I'm just going random. Yeah. Red yeah, Bull yeah. launching their own network. You had, um, you know, I just did a project with LOL. I'll get into that later. But a project with LOL, which Lionsgate launched with Kevin Hart. Yeah. You had Go90 uh, launched by Verizon. Then you have places that have already gone down. Comcast la launched Watchable. So all of a sudden you have all these homes. And, so many. And guess what? There weren't enough high-end, I'm talking HBO-level showrunners to mm -hmm. make this stuff. Who was going to make it? They needed to go and make bets on young talent. So I was like, you know what? I don't think we need the credibility of a mega studio or the backing of some, let's start our own thing and let's yeah. go and bet on ourselves to make these ideas. I, I respect it so much because that's originally how I sold my show. I know that. I do by, know that. Yeah. was by creating content myself and then have people you know, being on my dick moving forward from there, whereas... If you're trying to make content, is that for how the kids are saying it now? <laughs> That's how I'm saying it. <laughs> you know, make it, and then they'll, then and then then they will come. Yeah. You know, so to speak. But yeah. it's so true because if you try to, you know, conform or try to make something for some stupid ass like TV executive who doesn't even know what he wants. Damn. <laughs> sorry, that was a bad thing. <laughs> Give it one more. Right. Yeah, there it is. Right. Then you know, you, things are gonna get lost. Yeah. But. Um, TV is, and I think digital is transitioning, and I think it's cool how you've had your hands in both. Um, moving forward. So you're a New York guy. I am a New York guy. Hell yeah. And when did you move out to L.A.? I moved out for that first look deal, so it was 24. I finished film school 2014 uh, in May, and then I moved right out in September. So I spent that summer sort of gearing up to, like, prepare myself to – you know, changed my whole life. I've, my whole family's in New York. My friends were in New York. And I really didn't know many people when I got out here. My my college buddy, who you do know, Adam Friedman, who works at CAA. Yes. Uh, he was out Great here. Great dancer. <laughs> the guy can dance. You said it, not me. Yeah. Uh, he, he, um, he was like one of the people that I knew out here that, you know, helped introduce me to some people. Um, but other than that, it was just like made a promise to myself, like, get out there, go meet people. I didn't, yeah. I didn't like... I really didn't know the L.A. scene. Like, in New York, I was comfortable. I've been there forever. I was of an course. East Coast guy. I went to Penn and then went to NYU and grew up in New York. So getting out here, there, it, I remember it feeling pretty vulnerable at first. And then all of a sudden, if you really stick with it and you get out there and you put yourself in some uncomfortable situations where you might not know everybody at a party. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, that's how we met. We were just out. Absolutely. Mutual friends. Um, yeah. And, and once you break in, like, it's kind of a small circle out here. Very you know? much so. And so, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about from... The perspective of being from Canada mm, and moving yeah, from, exactly. from Toronto, and but there's some Tro there's a Toronto contingent out here. There there is a bunch of Canadians yeah. out here. They're goddamn, my manager. They're everywhere. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Great guy, Rotenberg. Um, he, uh, but the thing is, is the uh, the what were we saying before the uh, before that moving to L.A. Oh yeah, moving to L.A. It is tough because you come out here, like for me, it was really tough. I came out here, um, sold my show. It didn't go to air. The MTV one, right? And the MTV one was called Hungry, Hungry, Heavy. went to shit because for so many reasons. And then I lost focus on work and started dating, you know, the wrong girl and not hanging out with the right people. And I got, it, it was, it was tough for me you know i didn't have uh the things that i have now but then i got refocused met pete got mm -hmm. signed by icm got my monthly show running got refocused on work and uh i just know what you're talking about it's tough to come out here not knowing anybody um, yeah. and make it happen for yourself but you but you've done it <clears throat> yeah you know? but it takes time and it's not an overnight thing no you know? not at all um 
but I mean, if, again, I just think if you really, I, I think we built OBB on just like passion. Mm-hmm. I know that might sound corny, but like no, everybody, at, you know, we're now 10 people. So like we've grown, started off at six. And you know, when you start off a company like that, it's like, what do you really need? You need a head of development. You want somebody working with them, a development executive. So there are a couple folks that like were no brainers because basically pre-formal company existence, um, I was working with the same people. Everybody yeah. was just independent contractors. They were line items on budgets when something would go. It was feast or famine. Yeah. You know, and it was like, all right, if we get something going, then I'm going to pay you and we're going to make it happen and we're going to rock. And then all of a sudden I was like, this is the same band every time. Every time. I think we should have everybody come on board full time and let's go for it. And then um, this is like Easy Scott. This is Eric, who runs production and operations, who I met. He was getting his MBA from Stern while simultaneously getting his MFA from Tisch. And pre that, he was at Princeton, worked at Microsoft, Goldman Sachs. He is the, I mean, you know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a younger, he's like the young version of Saul from Ocean's 12. But he's like, doesn't do any illegal activity. He's oh just, no, he's as straight as I mean, he is a straight arrow. I mean, the sweetest, the sweetest kid. But you've got you've you've really friends, yeah. you've really got like a whole team, and everyone plays their role. And I think that's, that's why. why. I mean, I I said it to Scott the other day. I was like, man, I was like, we've been this this has been going two years, so everybody's comfortable now. I don't really remember the last time I came to the office and I heard like an argument. That's almost not healthy. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Because everybody like when we win, we all win. Hell yeah. So and also, I think everybody like really. Um, to quote the great Joel Embiid, like everybody trusted the process, you know. I, I really one, one, one yeah, ding can break. I get a ding on that? Can I get a goddamn ding? First of all, let's talk about Joel Embiid and all the, the celebrity friends and athlete friends that you have. Okay, so b- before we do that though, let's talk about the celebrities in Go Ninety. Let's list them off. Marlon Wayans. Marlon's in it. Uh, um, JB Smoove, George Lopez, uh, Blake Griffin. Um, John Carlos Stanton, um, uh, who else? I'm trying to think. Who? Jermaine Fowler. Um, He's on the show on Heavy Sets on Sunday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. I don't is know. It, what, this I is going to be released later, but Jer- shout out Jermaine Fowler. Jermaine Fowler is great. Uh, so many. Every single Marlon yeah, Wayne, Jerry like, O'Connell, Chris Parnell, uh, and then I mean, as far as athletes, Demarcus Cousins, Joel Embiid, Blake Griffin, um, Chandler, Chandler Parsons, Amon Shumpert. Uh, Jason Pierre Paul, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, it like. That's the point of the show. So, it's, a, it's an ensemble cast that's supposed to just like wow you. Um, then we also have crazy, like Ed Asner is on the show. Like, it's just like, it, you, you should tune in because you will be floored by how random the show is. Like, and that, that's the charm. You know? Yes, yes. And, and again, the goal of the show, if you, come, if you tune in at any random moment, we want you to feel like, wait, again, certain moments are certainly absurd, so you might not buy. But if you come in at a, a random moment, you should think, wait, is this Defiant Ones or is this, you know, Happy uh, Gilmore? Thir- Honestly, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea is to trick the audience a bit into thinking, like, what am, what am I watching? Is this a real documentary? Is this serious? Where, or is this and a and if you're a casual sports fan, you might be like, I recognize Blake Griffin because he's all over the place, right? But mm-hmm. I don't, if you're not a sports fan, you might not know he plays for the Clippers. So you might see him in this role and you're like, wait. This guy's famous because he's one of the greatest race walkers ever. You know, like that's yeah, that's yeah, the goal. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Yang is in it. I didn't mention and him. You, you helped write it, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I wrote, so I created it with Matt Hershorn, who's the head of development. Um, you met all these guys. You yes, absolutely. Um, I'm bad with names, but I know exactly. Tight knit crew. Yeah. So Matt, Matt, and I had the idea way back when, and Matt runs development for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, but everybody, everybody uh, pulls their weight on that show at OBB. That's like, you know, we have certain shows that I think we have shopping agreements or X, Y, or Z where we're like, we put it together and then we sort of oversee it to make sure we deliver. Yeah. This show, like, to its core ha- is like an OBB staple. So, like, whether it's Elias Tanner or whether it's Miranda Elias, Sherman. Elias, love him. Elias, great man. Great, you know, great, great that. producer. Really talented team. That's what. That's what yeah. also what it takes. It's yeah. like a delegating responsibility. And it's so been a slow build, flourish. you know, like yeah. really making sure we put the right people in place to be successful. And, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to all those guys and girls, women and men, um, hmm. Who, uh, well, we're all young. That's yeah. why I say guys and girls. Uh, who, uh, you know, every single day just, they, they do this because they're just hungry, passionate. Yeah, and even Everybody. your assistant, really sweet girl. Not Everybody away. there. Everybody yeah. there. Um, so what I, what I think people want to know is when they're listening to this because they've people have seen you and they're not really sure like you're you're like that guy that's like sitting courtside or like in a tmz shot but like people don't know who it is you know and it's i do my best to sort of skirt out to of the skirt way. out yeah. of the way yeah. but um you kind of you're here you're there you're always where things are popping off mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's because people are attracted to you as a person and your personality and what you bring on a personal level. You're extremely fun-loving and a good guy. Appreciate you and, saying that. You know, you know, fun to be around. So I think that has to do with how you've been able to build these strong relationships yeah. with whoever it is. You yeah, know, I think, as you know, this is a, a business built on relationships. And as we enter into new and innovative ideas, short form content where I believe everything's heading. Yeah. Uh, getting some folks that are, you know, bigger names or uh, have done more traditional works. They need to, they need more than just like, trust me, you know, I'm your agent. Short form is where it's going. Mm-hmm. They need to buy into something. And, and I think that's where the relationship comes in, where you want, you want somebody to make a bet on you or something innovative and new, a new platform. They gotta. It's more than just come into my office and let's let's talk. You know, they gotta got, trust you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where um, the the work really thrives is because I've been with you on set and it's not not that it's casual, but it's very like you get what you need from the people and then you move on. Yeah. And it's nothing. No one's take. No one's like insulted by it, but you're just like you know you you know how to get out of. Uh, people what you need I think for the most part and there's many many exceptions to this for the most part I end up directing you know I produce a lot of stuff but when I end up directing most times it's people I know like per- personally yes know. that's what I'm saying and, and that that um, where you can feel comfortable saying yeah, things that you yeah. wouldn't with actors and that- that's why I think our content has gone viral in many cases whether it's something like you know the Vice Ride Along series um, which we do with Mandalay Sports Media uh that series we go and we have like um you know different athletes riding to the arenas and, and it's an interview and whether it's jr smith or joel Embiid or cam jordan or whatever love jr smith the, the re- and, and jr smith one of the one of the one of his most iconic moments after winning the championship he starts breaking down crying talking about his dad the the reporter that asked him that question was asking him something based on the ride along it was about oh, working wow. with his dad and the reason i think we're able to get this these guys are just comfortable we don't we don't try to get a headline or get or get exactly or it's it's about longevity and being able to do this for a long time with this obb network and i think we've there's been, no thirst with obb no no, no. We're, look, <laughs> we're looking to build and like do this for many many years i look at the titans in the business right now and i'm not intimidated i'm excited to go and become one of them you know and it's Absolutely. like we're two years in we have as you know like this tight-knit but pretty impressive uh community 
and we just build on it. We we never have somebody disappear. They, yeah. It just we we compa- it compounds. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, there's full potential for you to be that because you got that chutzpah, son. Yeah, you, you got to have that, some heinous gall. You you do <laughs> you do though for real. So. Um, you're a New York boy. You're living in L.A. now. I know for a fact that you are into food. I love. Food. Look at me. No, no, not 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 like that. I just know. I just know that you're you're always you know dining with you know important people, and it's not usually at Chick Fil A. You know, Chick Fil A is not bad. Although Chick Fil A is <laughs> a badass spicy fried chicken sandwich. Um, but I do want to start talking about food. Yeah. Because um, you know that's really all I care about. That's what you used to care about. Look at you now. I know. I'm still eating. I'm, but I'm just really, started. I just started. I just started drinking let's like flip the interview. You're kind yeah. of a sellout, huh? Listen. I don't know, man. I'm just trying not to die. That's really all I'm trying to do. I respect. I'm that. still eating the same things. I'm just. I'm just really trying not to die. Okay. We'll leave that there. I haven't. I haven't lost my identity yet. Have you? Have you had a look? It's a lifestyle. There. Woo! I think that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so talking about New York, mm-hmm. where are your favorite, re- what was your favorite restaurant in New York growing favorite up? Favorite restaurant in New York City? Um, or top five. That's such a difficult question to say just one. But, or if you have just one or you can give me a couple, to, to, a few. I really loved, uh, I used to go with my family all the time. I love going to ABC restaurants. Okay. Those yeah. are awesome. ABC yes. Cucina, Kitchen. Um, and now, actually, that that's the the same stuff that they have there, because um, that's a John George restaurant. Yeah. They brought it over to uh, the Waldorf here. So it's oh like yes, it's, it's it's Phil Suarez and John George, and it's damn good. Waldorf. They, got, they, they have this this orange spicy sauce on request, like a. Um, you know, I'm not as articulate as you with the food stuff. Yes, I, yes, I go yes. and I say orange spicy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do love it. I just don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just put it on everything. Oh, my um, God. So, yeah, I love the ABC restaurants growing up. Uh, the Waldorf is the incredible here. In it's LA. nice. It's yeah, nice. I, think it's, yeah. I think it's the nicest hotel in Great LA. food, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really nice over there, rooftop and whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah. But, again, just the food. I, I it, it made me feel a little flavor of New York. Cause I, I do. I associate the ABC restaurants with being in New York. I try to go there when I'm home. Favorite delis in New York? Favorite delis in New York? I mean, the the cheap answers, cats. And, yes. Uh, but it's damn good. Yeah, it is damn good. Um, it's, it's legendary for a reason. The Jew and me. Yeah. You know. Um, Were you like a Russ and Daughters guy or no? No, not so much. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think what other delis. Man. I'm not the biggest deli guy. Uh, yeah. I think you are. Yeah, I'm a huge yeah. deli guy. What's the, what's the really good one here? I like uh, Langer's. Which is no, downtown. a different one. Um, Nate, uh, remember I, uh, Wexler's? Not Nate and Al's. I love Nate and Al's, by the way. I think Nate wow, and Al's hater. is... Wow, I'm not yeah, but you know, you know, you I'm know not why? hating. So I'm not... I'm listen, judgy. And I'm not. I kind of... I'm a man. I, I repeat what I did. So I find somebody to just stick with it. Yeah, of course. Like, no, no, no. Nate, Nate and Al's is like, great for certain things. It's one of my go-to, like, breakfast spots. Yes. So, like, I do my, my work breakfasts there. Yes. Like, so, hash browns there are unbelievable. I, I, yeah, I'll go there. What do you get when you go there? When I go there, it's a weird order. Okay, let me hear. Uh, I like start. <laughs> it's disgusting. I start with, and this could be after like a long night out or something. But yeah. I'll start with. I get bagel chips and okay. uh, scallion cream cheese. Okay. And I say it's for the table, but it's for me. It's for you. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's like the equivalent of pickles. But the thing with pickles is that's like kind of healthy. Yeah. Yet I replace them with this. Yeah. So that's like to start me off. Then I'll get like a tuna melt. If I'm really feeling it, I'll get a milkshake. I'm a disgusting person. Yeah, no, no, no. Sides Nate of Nels. honey mustard and ranch. It's yes. It's not okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know. 
It's gross. No, no that's, that's I, I, listen, fully understandable. I, that that I, to me is a deli meal. Sometimes I'll do like a, tur- uh, a turkey BLT or whatever. Okay. Have you been to the, the Century City thing that's going on? Not yet, but I've heard. I, is that, Italy, that's where Italy is, Italy, right? yeah. Dinsai so, Wexler's. It, Italy used to be right next to my apartment in the city. So like oh, literally. So you lived across from Madison Square Park. Yeah, I was, gra- I was in Gramercy. So I was oh, okay. 22nd in Park. Okay. Um, and, and you're back and forth between LA and New York all the time. I'm like. Basic when I'm not shooting, mm-hmm. I try to get back to see my family like once every three weeks. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was at a couple I'm, months ago. I haven't I'm been. I'm, I've been... I, I'm, I'm a family guy, so like no, the dude, hardest, me too. The hardest part for me of this whole thing is my sister, mom, and dad are in New York. My whole you know crew, my friends, my you know now obviously I have extended family out here, like of course people I met. But I try to get back as much as possible, and also they they come here. They I was about to say that that it's I've I've been fortunate enough to have the support of my family, and I've noticed that your parents are always out here when there's something that's that's happening. That's Every important time, to they, you. They, yeah, I I can't point to something that my family has missed honestly, that's... and 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 I always I always sort of shout them out, and they they don't love the spotlight. Uh, they're like the opposite. Um, in some ways, you know, like you they're super sweet. Yeah, I remember like, I, mentioned... I, them, I ran into them on Run one time. Yeah, I, I mean, I love what we do. Like as far as like the film, TV, digital stuff, but like as far as spotlight, like you mentioned the TMZ, I, I try to skirt out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my parents don't want any spotlight really. So like when they come out, I always just feel the need, or I feel compelled to say, um, I feel comp- I feel compelled to to shout them out just because like I wouldn't have went for this whole thing if they didn't support it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a lot to have a parent that's like, oh yeah, go be creative. And like a lot of my first stuff, it was shock humor. It was like. How can I go and get people to like? And it was just like say you know, the characters would say crazy shit. Mm-hmm, Wouldn't mm-hmm. even make sense. I'd just be like, oh, you gotta like, you, you know. And growing up loving like Judd Apatow movies, I'd be like, make a dick joke, do this, you know. And it's like that at the time is can't be easy as a parent because you're also like one, I have no idea if this is gonna end up working out for my kid. Yeah. And two, like, oh god, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, distasteful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree though with what you were saying with the family thing. Like my family, although they were a little confused when I told them I was going to be dropping out of school to pursue a career in stand-up comedy and writing about food. Um, You know, they were blindly supportive. And I think uh, to what you're saying, it's, it's, it's an integral part of chasing your dream because if people who you hold, you know, opinions so close to your heart are against what you're doing, it, it kind of shatters your, your want or your desire to really go after it. Yeah. Know? I think also, like, I always did it in this, like, somewhat, I'm not exactly conservative per se, but, like, I also, like, finished getting my degree, and then I got a master's in it. So, like, I was I was uh, giving in while also pursuing. Yes. I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I'm taking the, the proper path. I'm mm-hmm. not jumping any hurt, you know. Yeah. So I, I didn't do exactly like what you do, where I was like, you know what, I know what I want, I'm going for it. I, yeah. I sort of probably stalled it. I mean, I wouldn't say I really stalled it, because like, I think I'm still a bit ahead. Oh, I was stalling but, the fuck out of it when yeah. I was in school. Yeah. I, I was stalling, like, I was in, when I was yeah, it in depends, It depends how you approach it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, you you were smart, and you you went after, you knew from the beginning. I was studying like political science. Like, I was just I was studying bullshit. Film, yeah. like, but like, you, you don't I was studying go, like smoking weed. <laughs> you don't traditionally go to pen though to like study film so like basically i I was taking the film classes because i cared and everybody else there was taking it as like their joke class yeah yeah, so i was like in a class with like 30 guys girls whatever and and they would literally all be like all right this is my one easy class and i was like i love this this stuff (laughs) this is my so it 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 was and then you get to nyu and everybody loves film 
Yeah. So and everyone's serious about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nobody would talk serious. to me after film class at Penn. They'd be like, "All right, where are we yeah, going? We're, at, we're going to we're going to we're going to the frat party." And then I was down. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it wasn't. A, I, I had no film. That's why I again I attribute so much of our early success to NYU because you go there, forget about what you learn, uh. the network you make. Like you know, I really don't know what OBB would look like without Eric. Yes. You know, I yes. don't think it really exists. I think yes. that you go and you find, that's why you got to just figure out how can you put yourself in a position to meet Come other. In. We got Scott here. We're just, we're just, it's funny. We're just talking about OBB and Eric. Scott Ratner in the house. Oh, wow. We got a couple OBB members. One time. Take a seat. We're like a mob. Can, 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 you, can you just let them sit down, Jason? Maybe come in. Uh, do, you have, do you have headphones over there? Yeah. Or, J- Scott, you can come over here. We're just joined now by Scott Ratner, the other founder of OBB. And Sean Spencer. Yes, and Sean Spencer, yes. pardon me. My bad. Works in Sean, um, you are... The reason for the bum rush, by the way, is we are heading to a meeting right after this. But when you told me to do this, I, when you say jump, I say how high. Yes, exactly. Um, so, Scott, how you doing, buddy? I am good. Uh, c- come on in. Yes. Too far away? No, no, no. You're good. You're okay. good. Yeah, that's a little better. Um, there he is. Here. You, you know what I noticed about the Raptors? You guys have incredible hair. You see oh, that? Wow. You see that mane? Like, look at your hair to too. Look at your hair too. Let me see your well, hair. It's not right now. I mean. No, but I mean like the thickness of it. I have it's very just, good flow going at the moment. Yeah, you currently have good flow. Well, you always have good flow. Thank you. I appreciate that. So we we feel like you've been working on that flow for a bit now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's a bit of a flourish out. at the moment. It's yeah. It's a bit of a flourish. Took so, me a few months, but we got it there. Someone called to thrive. Uh, just to give you guys the Coles notes version on what me and Michael were talking about. Uh, quickly spoke about you know flourishing. <laughs> and uh, you know him and his incredible rise towards uh, you know a continued flourish. Uh, we we're talking about OBB and about all the sports content. And now that I have you in studio, which is great, I just want to kind of get a perspective as to how you. I mean, I know you founded the company with Michael in 2014. Mm-hmm. But how kind of all the things that he was doing led toward you becoming fully on board with OBB. Yeah, so I used to be a lawyer. I was a corporate Wall Street attorney. And then uh, back then we were doing music videos, actually. Uh, we did a bunch of hip-hop videos. and uh, P. Diddy, Meek Mill. Yes. Uh, okay. Free okay. Meek. Free, free Meek. Meek. Free Meek. Yeah. yeah DJ Honestly, Free Meek. Um, and then over time, it just kind of naturally happened where I was doing the legal business affairs side of things. He was directing, producing. Yeah. We got the whole squad together. And then fast forward, you know, it's been seven years or so. Wow. And uh, now we're out here. So yeah. that's what I was saying. Like, you know, when he says seven years, everybody talks about us forming in 2014. We were like at this way longer. Way longer. Like when, when well, the only reason why I said 2014. Well, it's not. It's, that's because that's, that's what te- says on Wikipedia. That's because that's technically correct. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's technically correct. I mean, they, they, by the way, Wikipedia's Bible. Yes. <laughs> no, but but we were, you know, like when I was in, when I was even back at Penn, like we were working on all this stuff, and it was just short, and nobody cared. So many knows, but like, I do think that we learned so much in those. Uh, bad videos and in those bad short films and people don't realize it or know about them but i think that we started honing our craft way before 2014 yes you know it's funny because i 
shot my first show before I sold my first show to MTV, and it was uh, the same thing. Yeah, it was. It was before I, people didn't know about it, but it was still going on nine years ago. Um, One day, that stuff we did back in the day will be called classics. Exactly. Until then, they they remain in a locked box. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think um, they've been disabled on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well. You have now been living here for how many years in Los Angeles? A little over one year. A little over one yeah. year. Moved out Labor Day weekend of last year. So has it just been over this past 12 months that it's become so serious that you've had to be out here to have your hand in everything? Or did you were you just sick of the cold weather? and? and... Yeah, I was bouncing back and forth a bunch before that when I was still in New York. And then yeah. it just came to a time where I was... Dove all in. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Well, I think when we hit a point where it was just like we, the bandwidth, like the bandwidth was just, oh my god, we you, gotta like. You were Scott, we need you. Yeah, yeah, but it, it actually it wasn't like I think you were thinking about it anyway at that point, and then obviously when we realized just things started really picking up, it's that snowball effect. You go from in development on everything to this stuff's being made, and when that starts to happen contracts naturally start to become more yeah more vital and, 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 moving, and more. moving quickly on things is so yeah. important too yep. yeah and then the more you have going just attracts more new projects so right. it's kind of like the snowball effect of yeah. getting the first one and then they start rolling in yeah so do you consider yourself like an entertainment lawyer now or are you more of like a businessman i call myself like a business affairs um i still do all the legal aspects and contracts but um you know we have other outside lawyers who are the ones actually you know yeah. writing the contracts so you're just like the flourisher Basically. Yeah. You could change your title. I should. That would look nice on a business card. Yeah, right? Scott like, Tratner, the flourisher. Yeah, exactly. It's not bad. So, Spencer, how did did you go to school in um, New York as well? No, I went to school in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah. At, UP, at UPenn? No, I went to uh, University of the Arts Film School in Center City and studied screenwriting. Oh, okay. Wow. And then moved here like right after graduation, like six years ago. And you've been working with them for? Since like 2014. Met Michael at Relativity. Oh, okay. And, wow. uh, yeah. Join the, join the team. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> it's on some squad shit, like really. No, because I, I commend it because, you know, I've got, you know, people and, and you know, good, good ideas and my shows and this, that, and the other, but I've never really been able to formulate like a proper team. You know what I mean? And I just think I, that that's what I look up to you guys for is that in – however many years it's been, whether it's three or seven or whatever the fuck it is, is that you guys um, created a very strong brand for yourselves that can, you know, live on to flourish uh, as long as you guys want. I agree. It's great. And it happened organically. Like, you know, some of the team, Matt, for example, who does our development, like we've known him for 20 plus years. We went to Jewish summer camp together. Yes. (laughs) Me and Michael have obviously known each other longer than that. (laughs) So you're the older brother, right? Yeah. And by how many years? Four years. Four years. So you're 32. So you're a year older than me. It's crazy how we're considered to be like old. Like I'm feeling like old now somehow. Like I'm 31. Like like that's old. How old are you, Spencer? Uh, I just turned 30. You just turned 30. (laughs) Do you feel old at all? A little bit. You do? I think it's just like other people say you're old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't you don't feel actually different. feel old because right. I'm, I'm like me running. Right. Yeah. Like I, I mean, I'm the equivalent of a, I'd say probably like a 21 year old uh, <laughs> from like a, a reading level, and, <laughs> you know, emotionally. Um, but uh, I'm really happy uh, that we were able to have you guys in here. How long have we been running, Mike? Forty five minutes? Not even an hour? Okay. So do you guys do you guys mind if we chop it up for another like 10, 10 15 minutes? I think I have a couple more questions yeah, that sure. I want to ask. Okay, cool. 
So I like to just take breaks sometimes just because, you know, it's all live and we can, like, you know, dwell back into it. But. So I should have believed because I was on a phone call with world champion Bill Goldberg. Oh, yes, this is what I wanted to talk to you about is, is your wrestling, your love Scott for is fully in charge of OBB wrestling <laughs> alongside Sean. Yeah, I stay right. out of all those affairs. We run that together. And but didn't didn't you guys just recently shoot? Thrilled a new to have it. <laughs> didn't you guys recently shoot a new show in Vancouver or something about this? No, a wrestling show. No, no, that was a different. That was a horror show. We're working <clears> on, but we oh, okay. ended up pushing that shoot. Um, so tell me how? Because I mean, for people who don't know out there, I was one of the main contributors to the Iron Sheik Twitter account when it was good. Oh, I when didn't it was know that. top twenty five oh, wow. funniest accounts on GQ and Sports Illustrated. It was your boy every day waking up, going on BBC, DMZ, this, that, and the other, writing all these crazy tweets as the Sheik. Are there and any specific memorable tweets that there are? But I don't even want to me- like. I, I tweeted like. Ugh, I, um, Have you ever uh, met the Sheik in person? I've met the Sheik multiple times. He's actually tried to attack me um, one time. Uh, the well, we shot something with him. We shot it. Well, the, yeah, because you know those we, psycho we twin brothers, right? The that? psycho twin brothers that, that managed him. Yeah, we met. We met. Okay. It was so a while listen. Ago. Uh, this is a great story. So this listen to what happened. I'll tell you a chic story. So they tell me th- those guys, Paige and Gion, they tell me that there's an Iron Sheik roast. There's going to be a roast, and I'm thinking like Comedy Central style roast, like right. So I write like a complete roast, basically saying like the only thing the Iron Sheik can read is like a prescription, like <laughs> like like ripping into him. Right, night of the event. It's actually an appreciation night. Everyone's going up and just saying, oh, Sheik, I'll never forget when you came to Hamilton and it was raining and I was waiting in the rain and you came out and you signed my autograph and it meant so much to me. And I was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? But this is like right when I started getting into comedy, I didn't really know what was going on. I'm like, maybe it's like half roast, half whatever. So I go up there and I start, you know, roasting the shit out of the Sheik. And the Paige and Gion guy start throwing water bottles at me and the Iron Sheik is like he's a he's, he's a crackhead right so he didn't know what was going on he's like he, he's like oh this guy's ripping on me now so the Iron Sheik stands up and tries to attack me right grabs his where is this this is in Toronto in wow. like you know 20 minutes north of the city in one of these like you know bar mitzvah like like destinations probably where they're throwing bar mitzvahs you know and the sheik tried to like yeah fuck my ass and make me humble but he, he was unsuccessful at it no luck um, no yeah, dice no luck um but i've always been fascinated by fascinated by wrestling and i wanted to know what your fascination is with wrestling i don't know um it's just always appealed to me and yeah. grabbed me ever yeah. since i can remember yeah it's hard to explain you either get it or you don't yeah absolutely Wait, did, don't. You, did you see the uh you don't get it no <laughs> no you've never been into it no i mean when i was like 12 mm-hmm when I was like, 12, that, I was into it. Oh, yeah. Now, like, I remember watching back in the day with you or, like, action figures, but I, I just remember seamlessly not caring anymore. Yeah. Yes. It never happened for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so have you seen this new... It was like uh, puberty came in and wrestling went out. Yes, like, yes. Kind of that, that, that's, that's what happened with But then me. again, like, I still appreciate some of it. Like, I, But, like, it's not, a, it's not a ritual. Like, these guys, they'll watch all the time. For me, if, if Scott will tell me something, like, really kind of epic's happening or, like, the thirty for thirty on Nature Boy, like I, I wanted. I watched that's that. What right, I, that's what I, was I watched that right about. away. Like, yes, but but and that's kind of because I like remembered back in the day, and I thought there's interesting. There you go. I thought there was an interesting <laughs> story, but as far as like watching Monday Night Raw every week, like not for me anymore. So did you watch the you watch you watch the Nature Nature I Boy? I did twice. Twice. Yes. <laughs> How long is it? 
like eighty minutes. Eighty minutes, yeah. or maybe a little it's less. An hour and a half. With like so, do you do you believe that he slept with over ten thousand women? I do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Well, I don't know. The way he says it, though, he's sort of throwing out a number. Like, yeah. He's, but he's very. I mean, open it's such about a round like, number. Would it be that crazy though if he if he if it was eight thousand, he just guessed ten. Exactly. You know what I'm like, or if, right. if he had said eleven thousand, it would have yeah. been more believable that's than ten thousand. That's, that's that's a lot. I just ran the math over thirty years. It's three hundred thirty-three different broads yeah. a year for thirty. That's yeah. it's it's like a generalization, like ten thousand. Yeah. Like, yeah. It can't be like he has a tally. He very well might yeah. have meant five thousand, which is still. 10,000. I mean, he's rounding up, but I mean... 5,000 would be quite impressive. Yeah. 5,000 is impressive. Um, to each his own. To each his own. Yeah, exactly. To each his own. You know. I, I wonder what his dick looks like. It's probably like a... It's, it's, it's like one of those, like, dried pepperonis. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they're usually like, hey, when it's all like, you know, like, when it's like, you know, dried. You know what I mean? Like wrinkly. So, favorite wrestlers growing up, personally, me. Uh, one was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Two was The Rock. Three was um, Owen and Sean Hart. Was that, was that their names? Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels, pardon me. Sean Michaels was a pimp. Sean Michaels yeah. used to fuck bitches. You want to talk about 10,000. I mean, if, if are Rick... Basing, are you basing this on anything? Uh, his, his long hair, got it, those got it, got leather it. pants he used okay. to wear. Like, didn't he used to fuck? They were breakaways. Uh, did, didn't he used to fuck Pamela Anderson? I just, I'm not the guy for this. I don't Scott? know. Scott, think so. No. I think she was his guest valet at WrestleMania 11, if I recall. Wow. But, um, but I'm pretty like, sure Sean. Out of my area of I don't expertise. know if there was any off-screen relationship. I'm pretty sure Shawn Michaels had a sex tape. I mean, I could be wrong, but um, Shawn Michaels, big black cock blowjob. Okay, no, this is a different Shawn Michaels. That is what he found. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 not, I'm not joking. I looked it up and it said something else. Um, but, uh, you know, I just want to say, <laughs> I'm going to close the computer on that note. Uh, I just want to say I'm personally so excited to work with you guys again. Uh, I don't know when it's going to happen. We'll let it happen organically. But uh, I wish you guys nothing but a continued flourish. And I really appreciate you coming through and making time. Scott, we'll have to have you in another time for a full time. So we yes. have the full breakdown on everything. But you guys can check out OBB Pictures. Um, and what's the website? OBBpictures.com. We make it simple. And the Instagram is OBB Pictures. Just OBB. I think it's just OBB. Just OBB. Yeah, yeah. And your Instagram. Ratty. Ratty. R-A-T-T-Y, which is incredible. <laughs> and your Instagram, Scott, Scott Ratner. Correct. Yes. We keep it very basic here. The, well, Ratty's actually a great one. That's what There's everybody a good calls story me. behind Ratty. Yeah. Well, you want to tell that before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, I wanted I wanted to handle Ratty. Everybody, I mean, you know, in my yes. personal, like, personal life i don't i don't i don't get credited on on our projects as ratty <laughs> i'm not like madonna yeah. but uh personally I, I i don't remember last time people really called me michael yeah i'm um, just a, a that's like become my nickname um so i wanted it for instagram and uh it was being held by like an old lady do you remember where she's from 
Anyway, um, some old lady had ratty and oh my god, continue. But yeah, it was so at like a holiday party mm-hmm. or something. Yes, yeah, so and like I, it, I was kind of doing it to be funny. I, I mean, I wanted to handle, but I was like, whatever. You know, I don't really care that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was around a bunch of people, and they're like, DM her, tell her you're gonna like give her a hundred bucks. So I DM'd her. I said, I'll give you a hundred bucks. Um, she wrote back that she like had a love of rats and like the name, <laughs> the name meant a lot oh to her. God. She's like, but I could tell she that had you, like forty followers. Then you know what she said? She said, I loved your film on Netflix, One in a Billion. Like she took a day to respond to check out the work who you were she was willing to do it if she liked the film yes. she liked the movie so then she's like I saw your movie on, on, on the Indian basketball player on Netflix and it's fantastic so you got yourself a deal but I didn't really I don't know the black market for Instagram handles so like we went to switch next thing you know I, I sent her a hundred bucks and she didn't give up the name so I wrote her a message like you you know like you just totally was... screwed me <laughs> and then she was like no I did no such thing anyway it was some like I guess there's some pause with Instagram, but mm-hmm. there was a moment we really yeah. thought that a rat lover in like Indianapolis had yeah, really like one up us. We, we, we pride ourselves on being like strong negotiators, and she just, <laughs> I just got worked. Um, but anyway, nevertheless, we, we persevered. And, and I think she I squeezed an ready. extra $50 out of her. No, she may, actually, she may, that's she may so funny that. because I remember being there, you were freaking out. Because, I was just like, yes. damn, I, we just got caught. Right. It yeah. was the idea that, that she that she me. got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just couldn't. It wasn't the 150. No, no of I could not. live with yeah. the 150. Yeah. I could live without Ratty. Yeah. What I couldn't live <laughs> with some was this rat lover. In Indiana, <laughs> getting you. Yeah. That's an incredible story. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, well, guys, thank you again. For Thanks for having out. us. Of course. We'll God. have you back on. And at OBB, you know we think the world of you. Oh, okay. Well, I... I uh, we we'll go back to heavy. We, we like that whole thing. Yeah, I'm gonna put on some weight and, and revert yeah, back yeah. to to not caring. That's what about the people myself. want. All right, skinny. All right, boys. Uh, until next time, it's the heavy show. Over and out. One time. One time. Flourish. <laughs>